Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Dr. Cubitt. We're going beyond the barn. Come join us on this journey as we bust equine and livestock nutrition myths and interview some of the most intriguing experts in the country. We'll go behind the scenes of how premium Western quality forage is grown and brought to your favorite farm and ranch retail store. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Barn. Our guest today is a talented content creator on TikTok and Instagram and shares amazing entertaining videos and the love that she has for her four chinchillas on her Chin Pals platforms. We are so excited to have you on with us today, Shelby. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So there's a lot of fun things that I want to talk to you today about, but just to start off, how did your journey to owning small companion animals start? Yeah, so actually at a pretty young age, my parents introduced me to pet care with my own hamster. And then I got into guinea pigs and I was actually part of a 4-H club for guinea pigs and rabbits. It was all about like showing and proper care. And I think that really started my interest in small animal education as well, because so much of 4-H was just learning. Right, right. Yeah. Forage is such a great program. I was in yeah. 4-H as a kid too, and I really loved 4-H. Yeah, it was great. And later on during college, I wanted to keep getting into small animals, and that's how I got Henry. That's awesome. So that reminds me, though, one of the videos that you created was kind of like a play on, I think your dad was technically like, quote unquote, in the video saying, oh, let's teach little Shelby some responsibility. Oh. And they had no idea what it would turn into. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, because, you know, of course, I was doing some research and kind of watching them. Of course, <laughs> then I had to go down the tunnel of watching all the videos and stuff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Another one that I thought was hilarious was when I think it was when like you were in church and like somebody was like looking at you and then all of a sudden you're just like sitting there with a little. <laughs> oh gosh. You know, I used to try to take my hamster everywhere. I did really you? did. Yeah. Did you ever try to sneak it anywhere that you weren't supposed to take it? You know, I don't think I got that crazy, but definitely to friends' houses, family members, places that the hamster really shouldn't have gone. Yeah. <laughs> the guinea pigs too. <laughs> They're a family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that actually reminds me, I had a friend when I was in elementary school, and I'm pretty sure that we were like in second grade. And we went to PE and like all of a sudden she had one of her sweatshirts, you know, with the front pocket in it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like we kind of look over and she used to have like a pet rat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she had brought her rat to school. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh it was my the God. funniest thing. It was hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe yeah. you did that. But <laughs> that little front pocket on hoodies, that's the perfect size for right? little animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the, they're pocket pets, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So before we get too far into, you know, small animal and chinchillas and all of that, something that you shared with me that I thought was so intriguing. You're obviously well known for your love of your chinchillas, but you also have a love for music. So share with us a little bit more about that part of your life. Yeah, so I am a professional musician. I play bassoon with the Chattanooga Symphony and Opera. I won that job two years ago while I was still in school. So when I'm not 
doing chin videos. <laughs> I stay for a few days at a time in Tennessee with a wonderful host and my husband takes care of the chins while I'm gone. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And I've been playing bassoon since the sixth grade. So it's been a long career in progress. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I know this isn't a music platform, but I still have to ask, like, how did you get started of all the instruments? What was the purpose? What was the reason like that you were like sixth grade? I'm going to play the bassoon. Well, I started playing piano when I was really little and that made me fall in love with music. And I thought band would be a fun way to keep going with that. And I absolutely did not want to play the bassoon. (laughs) I wanted to play the clarinet and the bassoon. Oh, yeah. And clarinet is a very familiar instrument to kids but I had a piano background I had long fingers and I could read bass clef already so they just stuck me on the bassoon and I just grew to love it yeah that's amazing and then now you get to play with an orchestra I think that's that's incredible I love that yeah it's fantastic actually like a weird little side note about me Mm -hmm. that probably most people I don't even know if most of my closest friends know this, but I almost minored in music. So I have a very strong passion. Yeah, I have a strong passion. Like, obviously, I'm very into agriculture. I grew up in agriculture. Two of my bachelor's degrees are in agriculture, but I almost did. The only reason I didn't was because the ag building was on one side of campus and the music building was on the other side of campus. And like, you know how classes don't always work out in general, especially when you're looking at different departments. I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to make this happen. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. So I love music and I love, I love finding out that little tidbit about you because I just think that's so unique and special. Cause I mean, Everybody probably on your platforms just really knows you as, you know, kind of the chinchilla expert and caretaker and everything. And, but that's really cool. I love that you have such a strong love for music and grew to love the bassoon. That's really cool. Yeah. Henry has his own bassoon. It's chinchilla sized. Yeah, he does. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is so cute. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So, how many years then? Have you actually owned chinchillas? Was Henry the first one that you got, right? Yes. So I got Henry in the fall of 2013. So I've had chins for about nine years total now. Okay. And then what inspired you to get Henry? Well, to be completely honest, he was kind of an impulse after looking at animals on Craigslist, which we've all done at some point. Yeah. And I just thought this would be an easy pet. And turns out... It really wasn't. <laughs> there was a lot I had to learn. Yeah. So you found him on Craigslist. Is that where you got him? Yes. So nice. he came from a family whose kids were very young, like two or three years oh. old, who, yeah, who really, they couldn't keep him anymore. And I got to take all of his cages and everything he came with. And I learned that a lot of the things he did have weren't safe for chinchillas. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Right. Yeah. So it was a long process of learning how to take care of chinchillas. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I'm sure. And you do such a good job on your platform, just like sharing like how you do all of that and everything, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. So do you own any other animals besides your chins? Oh, we do have a dog. Her name's Teddy and she's a Border Collie Poodle Mix and some other small percentages of random breeds. Oh, cute. Yeah. We do agility together at yeah. a training club. She's just so smart. That's awesome. 
I yeah. love that. And she probably loves that because it sounds like, especially for her breed and everything, that that's oh, yeah. like totally up her alley and everything. Oh, it is. She loves it. And so do I. <laughs> that's so cool. And then, so getting back into chinchillas, you got Henry from this family that had young kids that, you know, we've kind of learned a little bit. And I'm sure we'll talk to you a little bit more through this episode and gain a little bit more knowledge on what it takes to care for chinchillas. But sure, how long can chinchillas live for? That's a great question, because most people would guess that they live only seven or eight years, kind of like guinea pigs, but they actually live so much longer, think 15 to 20 years, and it's not uncommon for them to live past 20 either. Right. That's really quite a while. So that's like when you decide to own a chinchilla, I mean, you're you're kind of in it for the long haul and making that decision. Oh, yeah. It's a long time. (laughs) Right. So how old are your chinchillas that you have now? Do you know how old each of them are? Yeah, so I know for sure that Knox is five and Linus is four. They have birth certificates, but Henry and Chip, I just kind of have to guess. The family said he was one when I got him, so he's about nine or ten, and Chip is probably about seven or eight. Okay. So what do chinchillas eat? So they have literally the most boring diet you can imagine (laughs) pellets timothy hay fresh water that's it truly that's all they need yeah yep and fruits and veggies are actually not good for chinchillas including raisins and other dried fruits need seeds and nuts these are not good either despite pet stores packaging that stuff selling that okay yep so like you had mentioned like raisins and things like that What does that have to do specifically? Is it like the raisin itself, like how, you know, like grapes are bad for dogs or is it more like just high sugar or? Yes, it's mostly high sugar. And someone who's heavily involved with rescue let me know that giving a raisin to a chinchilla is comparable to giving a horse a three pound bag of sugar. They're both hind gut fermenters. It's just way too much sugar for them. Okay. And that's really good to know. Yeah. Is it easy? I mean, obviously you've been doing this for quite a while, but for, I mean, let's say somebody who is kind of getting into owning chinchillas and they're, you know, trying to get the feel for, and they're learning all of this stuff. Is it easy for chinchillas to like get off on their diet? Like if they can easily become overweight or become too thin, are they like with in the horse world, we call horses like easy keepers if they gain weight easily yeah. or hard keepers <laughs> if it's hard to put weight on. Is that the case for chinchillas at all? Oh, that's interesting because I would say in general, you know, I only have my four that I know how their right. weight changes, but right. they stay pretty steady. Henry's the only one whose weight has fluctuated mm-hmm. more often, and that's He's a very picky eater, so if I change brands of food or if I change sticks, he'll take in more or less calories and gain or lose weight. Yeah. But the others, they stay stay pretty consistent, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. So then getting into your content creation, what inspired you to start sharing your chinchillas on social media? I've always loved filming short videos of Henry and editing and turning them into movies, which honestly started when I was really little. My dad and I would make these same kinds of videos with my first skinny pig. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it started really a long time ago. And soon after adopting Henry and Chip, I made them an Instagram account where I'd post every now and then, but nothing serious. 
And once I learned about TikTok at the start of the pandemic, my friends were like, you have to start posting on there. And I didn't think it would take off or anything would happen, but it did. Yeah. It was very surprising. <laughs> I am amazed because you started your account like May of last year or something like that. Is that? Yes. Somewhere? Yep. And you now have like 2.8 million followers on TikTok. <laughs> like that is mind blowing, Shelby. It is to me too. <laughs> <laughs> But that's so cool. And now you have what you have about 100,000 on Instagram. And I just yes, that's so awesome. But like thinking about the type of platform that TikTok is and how it's just like short videos and people look for it for entertainment. And clearly you have found a niche that people are completely in awe of and loving. Oh, it's great. And it's really nice to have people feel comfortable asking me questions too. It's It's a great platform, really. Right. Well, and speaking of that, so what are some of the most common questions that you actually get about your chinchillas on your social platforms? You know, I think the most frequent, most popular question I get is how mine are so, or seem so chill compared to theirs who keep running away. They can't hold them. And truthfully, I, you know, I've spent a lot of time with mine, which helps, but they are squirmy. They don't cuddle. They're yeah. still regular chinchillas. I just, I have spent a lot of time desensitizing them yeah. to sitting still for short amounts of time. Right. But yeah, people often ask me that. How in the world do you make it work? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Do you have, I mean, obviously with that many followers and everything, do you have people who are wanting to get into owning chinchillas and asking you like basic questions about caring for them? Is that pretty common? Yes. Oh gosh. And one thing I love, I love when people ask me, what should I know? Or what advice do you have? Someone who wants to get chinchillas. And I have a long, long note in my phone where I go back and I'll find certain things that I can copy and paste right, to send to people to give them, you know, very detailed answers. But there's a lot of people who have actually said, actually, you know what? I don't think this is a pet for me. And I love hearing that. Like, thank you. Like, No, and that's good, though. I think sometimes I feel like, and this can be with, like, any, like, kind of small companion animals. But, like, in all honesty, it can sometimes happen with cats and dogs, too. I don't know if people just think of them as just, you know, it's easy to get rid of them if you don't want them. But, you know, when you make that decision to take on having a pet or caring for, you know, I mean, obviously, there's great opportunities that people have to be able to rehome if they need to and everything. But for the most part, I mean, that's a decision that you have to, you know, don't take lightly because these animals, they do depend on us to take care of them and, you know, through their life because they're domesticated, right? So they're not like wild animals, like they're ancestors and however it used to be long ago. And so it's a big decision that people shouldn't take lightly and just, oh, I'll just get my kid this for Christmas, you know? That's exactly what happens too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what has been the most difficult video that you've made so far? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's hard to answer, honestly. They have all been they're different, all hard. <laughs> challenging. Yeah, they're challenging in different ways, but Probably the most challenging was when we did the music video that was The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah. Because it was so long and it was in three parts. And I kind of just decided to do the whole thing because people kept wanting more. 
and just <laughs> the prep work is insane and the editing oh, and the I filming is imagine. not so bad oh yeah, yeah it's it's not them it only takes me minutes to film with them but everything afterwards is really what <laughs> takes so much time oh gosh I can't even imagine so that one was pretty that oh, one yeah. was pretty challenging that was brutal yeah that was you gotta give the people what they want too right <laughs> yes and that's I you know I always I feel this sense of duty like okay I gotta make another music video soon <laughs> that's awesome so what do you think I know you have made a ton of videos but if you could think of maybe one that really sticks out to you that you feel is like your favorite that you've made. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. The Titanic movie we made like just a couple weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. That just that was so smooth to make, too. It was so much fun. And it turned out just how I hoped it would. And people just absolutely loved it. That was that's by far my favorite video. <laughs> That is so awesome. And, you know, if anybody connects with, I don't know, that's probably, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what age group you fall into. I'm definitely a millennial, but I tell you, I'm Same. sure the millennials went crazy for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so much fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, people will have to jump on there. If they haven't seen it yet, they're going to have to go oh, looking yeah. for The Devil Went Down to Georgia and the Titanic videos that you made. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's talk specifically about your chins, the chin pals. So if you could describe Henry in one or two words, how would you describe him? Oh, yes. Henry is one word. Perfect. He is the perfect chinchill. Yep. He just is. Oh, that's so sweet. How about Chip? Let's see. I would say skittish, which is true, and a little goofy goofy <laughs> mm -hmm. and how about Knox oh Knox adorable sensitive no <laughs> <Aww. laughs> he is <laughs> and then Linus oh Linus very sassy and very round <laughs> oh sassy and round <laughs> yes that is Linus <laughs> that is so funny okay so going into this I think everybody can kind of relate to Disney characters. So I would love it if you could kind of share with us, because I know there's going to be some new, mm -hmm. you know, some of our listeners that probably haven't followed you before. So they're not familiar with your chins, but of course I'm sure they will be after this, but I want them to get a sense of, you know, the chinchillas that you own yeah. and everything. So if you could pick a Disney character that would perfectly fit each personality of your chinchillas, who would you pick for Chip, Henry, Knox, and Linus? Yeah, this is pretty tough. I really had to think about this. But one, the first thing that really came to my mind was Knox is very easily, I would relate to Stitch, who okay. starts out really rough around the edges and then after time becomes super lovable but still really quirky and sensitive. Aww. That is just so Knox. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Henry is, I've always considered him kind of the leader of the herd. He's friendly, lovable. He's just Mickey Mouse. Like, he's Aww. just the star, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's just reliable, loves everyone. Everybody loves him. That's Henry. That's awesome. And Chip, I, Chip was hard. I had to think a while. I decided that he's most like Piglet because he's kind of nervous, but he's uh -huh. very silly. He's a loyal, sweet partner to Henry, which is what Piglet is to Pooh. That's just, Aww. I think that really represents Chip. And Linus, 
Linus, for a long time, I was thinking, what villain is Linus? <laughs> but I actually decided that he is a little bit more like Mushu from Mulan. He's sassy, oh, yeah. overconfident, really full of himself, loves the spotlight, which is just oh. totally Linus. <laughs> so I decided not to give Linus a villain. The villain. You gave him just yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love all those characters. Uh, just by you. saying yeah. all of them, it kind of gives me, you know, obviously I've seen some videos, but it definitely gives yeah. me a little bit better, like, picture. That of, was fun. Yeah. That's so fun. Awesome. Okay, so give us a day in the life of a chinchilla owner, because I imagine it's not as glamorous as just being a TikTok content creator influencer. That's right. Yeah, it's definitely not glamorous at all <laughs> our house is very dusty there is poop everywhere hay everywhere and I'm cleaning all the time to help all of this but it's it's always there somehow yeah and you know I check on them in the morning and at night and I you know I give them their food and water whatever else at night but I'm not cuddling with them you know they don't really want to hang out with me we yeah. film and that's that's pretty much it and they're very <laughs> loud at night it sounds like thunder right above our heads. They're wheels. Are they? Against so the they're, oh, are yeah. chinchillas nocturnal? So they're crepuscular, which okay. is, yeah, awake at dawn and dusk or okay. more active then. But they still, they're still pretty much also awake at night. <laughs> it's, it's pretty Whatever it's they pretty feel loud. like. Whatever yeah. you're, whenever you're not awake. <laughs> exactly. They're never awake in the daytime. Very rarely. Interesting. So do you just feed them once a day for the most part? Yeah, I usually fill their bowls just about halfway because they don't eat a whole lot, maybe a couple tablespoons mm -hmm. at most in a day. So I just dump out the old stuff after a day or two and put the fresh stuff in. Okay. And then hay you just put in there. Is that just like free choice or do you give them a certain amount? Oh, I just, I have these ceramic holders and I just stuff them completely and I'll change it out pretty much every other day. Okay. Put fresh stuff in. Nice. So how do the chinchillas entertain themselves? I mean, do they have some toys that you have found to be safe for chinchillas and sticks and things like that? Yeah, definitely. They they not only love sticks and other chew toys, but they really have to have them to keep their teeth worn down. Okay. And that's actually a big part of hay, too, because the hay gets the molars to keep from growing too much. It grinds those down. But yeah, they chew on apple, apple wood, grape wood. There's a bunch of different, you know, it's on my profile, but lots of different wood that's safe for them. And you have to get that processed by someone who actually can process it organic from a farm. You can't just go outside and take sticks off the ground. Any you kind know? of random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they also, they do sell apple sticks in big box pet stores that are safe. Nice. And I know, obviously, you have the four chinchillas, but just out of curiosity, are chinchillas the type of pets where they really need, like, a buddy, or do they do okay by themselves? Oh, great question, because a lot of people think that they really need a companion, but if they don't have one, they can be perfectly happy. And some prefer to be left alone, like Linus. He mm -hmm. does not do well with other chins. But <laughs> just they, like, just let me be. <laughs> he is. It's all about him. But... They're completely happy to be single chins. And in some cases, that actually can really help a human bond with them. If You know, right. that can kind of grow your relationship. Because there's nobody else around. Yeah, exactly. But they are social. They can certainly be kept in 
duos or trios even. Right. Okay. And so besides, obviously, when you're filming, do you ever let the chins out to just run around or because I know that you have pretty good size cage setups for them. So I mean, they have, yeah, you know, it seems like pretty reasonable space and everything. But do you let them out or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say almost every night, just in their little bedroom that I have, you know, quote, chin proofed. (laughs) Yeah, right. they, They come out of their cages one at a time and they get 20, 30 minutes of outside time. Okay. It's like walking a dog, you know? Yeah. It's just part of it. (laughs) Okay. What would you say is your least favorite thing about owning chinchillas? (laughs) My least favorite thing about owning chins is that I have a list of things I don't like about owning chins. But (laughs) the biggest... You can say a couple if you want. (laughs) Yeah. I think the biggest drawback is you have this super soft, adorable pet that really doesn't want anything to do with you or be close to you. It's torture. Like, I would love to just sit down and snuggle with Henry for, you know, an hour, but that's just not a possibility. Yeah, because that's just not how he rolls. Yeah, (laughs) no way. And they're so fragile. Like, you just have to be careful. You have to be so careful with chinchillas, too, which is, you know, kind of stressful sometimes. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, and they're they're expensive animals to take care of too. Oh my gosh. What Vet makes bills. it so expensive? Just I mean, I think this is actually a yeah. really good thing that we should talk about for people who don't know what it means to own a chinchilla. Oh gosh. Well, your initial investment is pretty steep. Like a cage itself, you're looking at probably like at least $300 for a good cage. Mm-hmm. And a chinchilla itself is, you know, a little bit expensive, but everything that you need inside the cage is really expensive and it's not stuff that you can skimp out on because it's the safety of the animal. You know, you can't get the plastic cheap stuff because they're going to chew it and eat it and get a blockage. And then you're looking at vet bills. It's just this cycle where you have to do everything right. You have to pay for everything expensive. Otherwise it'll be more expensive. (laughs) Exactly. Otherwise it's going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, that makes sense though. Cause that like, if you think about that too, that it's a lot of the same way with other animals. And I could even compare that with horses because oh, yeah. sometimes people don't always, you know, it's expensive owning horses. And so if oh, you yeah. think about all the things that you have to add up and, and when it comes to making those purchases, sometimes it's just better to make the decision and go for, you know, better quality or like whatever, because in the long run, it pays off. And especially when you're looking at the diet of an animal too, because, you know, if something happens with them from a nutritional perspective, that could cause medical issues down the road. And I'm sure it's the same way with chins. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what would you say then is your favorite thing about owning chinchillas? Hmm. I really loved having mine. I loved seeing their individual personalities develop. All four chins are, they're so unique, which is very cool. And they're the kind of pet that when you do get that moment of affection or you notice that your bond has grown, it's just really special because they aren't super loving animals. But when you do get that, it's like, oh my gosh, it's all worth it. It's totally worth it. And do they happen to show you with their personalities being so different? Do they happen to show you that within their own specific personalities oh my gosh yes they do actually so henry and Knox are affectionate like physically they will groom my nail beds i have to try to get that on video oh that's so funny yeah and they'll come jump in my lap you know which is almost 
you know, it's not really interacting, but that's how they interact with you. Right. And Henry is super open to affection. Like, I can stick my hand in and give him scritches, you know, under his chin. And he just loves that. Knox doesn't like that, but he really likes it behind his ears. Like, they all have different places that they like affection and show it just differently. It's it's really cool. How does Chip and Linus? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Linus. I'm, I'm curious oh my to God. know. <laughs> so Linus, Linus is more of, oh gosh, he's, so when we have playtime, he, he really likes to jump on my back and my shoulders. Nice. And sometimes on my head, which I don't really like because it gets dust in my hair and that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not fun, but he's the least affectionate. And then Chip, he, oh God. He'll let me scratch him, but about a millisecond after I start, you know, he like puts his arm out, he puts his head to the side, it looks like he's loving it, and then he'll turn around and bite me. Oh, <laughs> but he loved it for that millisecond. <laughs> exactly. It's he's so weird, but they do, you know, it's just accepting that, well, you know what, Chip isn't very affectionate, and that's okay. That's yeah, that's how it has to be. Yeah. But that's so good, though, that they have you to take care of them and oh, you yeah, know, give sure. them what they need. You know, sometimes <laughs> like I know it's important for us to like give ourselves what we need. But sometimes if we push that onto other things like, oh, well, I like, for example, with the chinchilla, I want to have chinchilla because I want to snuggle with it. But it doesn't oh, like yeah. to be snuggled like you have to be thinking about the animals exactly. too and what yep. they're what they're really meant for and how they live their happiest lives. So. Do you think that you'll get another chinchilla at this point or is four a good number for you now? Oh, yeah. So I'd say right now we are pretty much at max capacity until we have a larger chin room, which one day we might. But yep. for now, I just don't think I could fit another cage in there. And right. someone's going to say to me, yes, you could. <laughs> but <laughs> I, you know, I use the space in there for them to play. So yeah, that's now do I too. want more chinchillas? Oh, I, of, of course. Yeah. I would love to take in every chinchilla that people ask me to take in for them, which is pretty often. I get yeah. a message about, can you take my chinchilla? I wish I could say yes, but I, I just have the space yet. Do chinchillas, I know that they're, you know, are some animals that are more common than others for, you know, being taken to rescues and things like that, or just given up is chinchillas like high on that list of animals. Oh, I don't know any statistics or numbers, but I would have to assume definitely. I follow a few rescues, chinchilla specific rescues on Facebook and they have surrenders all the time. And I think, you know, it's just the lack of education and that's what I do try to help with. Yeah, Warm you have such a good like, platform okay. for that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think probably that expectation as well, like you had talked about, people have this expectation of what they think it's going to be like having a chinchilla, mm-hmm. especially if they've never really encountered, <laughs> you know, that type of thing before. And it's kind of a little bit of shock and awe. Oh, they don't like to be pet? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And people will message me like, oh, you know, I haven't. I'd spent a couple months. My chinchilla still runs away from me. And I say, mine too. Sounds, sounds about normal. <laughs> yep. That's about right. <laughs> what would you say are one or two surprising facts about chinchillas that maybe people are not familiar with? 
Oh, okay. So this first, yeah, this first one is going to give away my secret to the wink videos, but chinchillas actually blink their eyes independently. So yeah. So whenever I have those videos where, you know, Henry winks at the camera, Linus is winking, he's yeah. just blanking. So I just have to sit there with my camera just wait and wait <laughs> and wait for him to blink and then edit the rest. But oh, that's awesome. They though. do. They blink their eyes independently. And then the other one would be chinchillas are the softest animal in the world. So humans have about one or two hairs per hair follicle, uh-huh. and chinchillas have about 80 hairs oh, wow. per follicle. Yeah, which is why they can't get wet. They have to dust bathe. They'll get full mold oh, and fungus gosh, in their sense. fur. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? How torturous is that? They're the softest <laughs> animal on earth, and you can't even cuddle with them. <laughs> oh, I know. It's crazy. It's so true. <laughs> That is so interesting. Oh, those are some good facts. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is something that I think is very, very important because especially when you get away from more common animals and you get more into like exotics and things like that, I think it's super important and critical. Sometimes people maybe don't think about it as being as important or like, I'll just get around to it, you know, when it comes up. Mm -hmm. But what was your experience like trying to find a veterinarian for your chins? It was a process, yeah, and I even live in a city in Cincinnati where there are some good exotic vets, and, you know, you want to find the right one who you trust and has the right experience, right. and mine happens to see chinchillas fairly frequently and has lots of experience in dentals, too, which was really oh, important, great. and I probably called a bunch of different places asking, you know, specifically, how many chinchillas do you see in a month? Like, I want right. someone who is going to be you know, doing this actively. And Henry has had a dental done and he was in good hands. And it, you just can't have a chinchilla if you don't have some kind of reasonable drive to a vet who could do this. Right. So except for, you know, the dental work that you just had to have done with him, how often would you say that you actually need to get with or work with your veterinarian? Do your chins get in like annually or is that, do you have a process for that? Yeah, I just an annual checkup is all they need. I wouldn't wait, you know, <laughs> years and years to have your chinchilla seen by a vet. You should have it done, not all the time, but I think right. annually is good. Yeah, just to yeah. make sure that they're healthy. and Definitely. And this is kind of a random question, but it just made me curious as we were talking about this. So do chinchillas need or get any kind of like vaccinations or anything like that? Like some of like other animals do? No, no. No. Okay. Just, just a physical sure. for, you know, the vet can see things that you can't. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. it's always better to have a professional, you know, really looking. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, and I know you just said earlier that you have like a laundry list of advice that you could give somebody <laughs> who is interested in owning a chinchilla. And obviously we're going to give you know, people, the ability to find you after this and connect with you. But sure, yeah. even if you had just like a handful of things, this could be when you first got into owning chinchillas, things that you wish you had known, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is seriously considering owning a chinchilla or for that matter, any other small companion animal? What kind of advice would you give to them? Well, I'd say, first of all, you have to ask yourself a few questions and be really honest with yourself about the answer. You know, are you okay having a pet for 20 years, 20 year commitment that will be loud every night, make a mess every night 
that will probably require expensive vet care multiple times, that requires a cold house, that doesn't want to cuddle or be held. Can you handle that for 20 years? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it varies from animal to animal, but for chinchillas, you have to think that 20 year span. You know, are you going to be traveling? You going to have a family? Are you going to move? Or yeah, there's going to college. This is all stuff that will affect a chinchilla because they just live so long. (laughs) Right, right. And then you have to start. Then the step one is, you know, if you've told yourself, "Yes, I'm serious about this," then the first thing you do is find a vet before you get the animal. Have one ready to go. And then you give yourself a few weeks or a few months to make sure you keep coming back and saying, okay, I still want to do this. I still want to do this. Because sometimes it's just an impulse. And right. it's a 20-year impulse. <laughs> I was going to say, first you come into it as an impulse and then you realize, whoa, 20 years later. <laughs> uh, yep. And that happens with, you know, kids who get chinchillas that, you know, 18 right. years later, the parents are like, oh my God, this thing's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not like a goldfish. (laughs) Exactly. It's surprising. Yeah. I think that's great. So making sure that they get in touch with a veterinarian before they own yeah, I think that's great advice. And also, if you get to the point where you have everything ready, you're going to get the chinchilla, don't go to a pet store. Find a rescue or a reputable breeder because pet store chins tend to have a lot of problems because they're not really bred with the health in mind. Yeah. Because then that, I mean, if you think owning chinchillas is expensive in the first oh, place, then you, yeah. you have another issue on your hands. So that's great. Okay. That's awesome. So before we kind of wrap up this episode, how can our listeners stay connected with you after this episode? Yeah, definitely. You can follow me on Instagram at chinpals or TikTok at chinpals. And you can always email me, which is it's chinpals at gmail.com. Happy to answer any questions all the time. That's perfect. And I think you had mentioned to me that, which I don't blame you, but you don't answer messages from TikTok. Oh, correct. It's a yeah. horrible platform for messaging. Terrible. I, yeah, that and, you know, with 2.8 million people following you on there, I can't even imagine. Why can't you keep up with that, Shelby? <laughs> I don't get it. I wish. But you know, I don't get that many Instagram messages. I probably get like mm, 15 a day, which is, yeah. okay. I answer them. I'm happy to answer them. It doesn't take that long. That's But awesome. TikTok is just not the place for right. that. <laughs> yeah, that's your entertaining platform there for you, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that Okay, so be sure to connect with her probably via email or Instagram if you have very specific questions about owning chins. Shelby, thanks so much for being on here today with us. So before we fully wrap up this episode, I just want to invite our listeners to reach out to us. Let us know if there are any specific topics that you want to hear about. Just get in contact with us at podcast at stanleyforage.com. And Shelby, thank you so much for being on today. I oh, think you're this so was welcome. a really fun conversation. So yeah, lots of fun. Awesome. Well, we will catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Barn podcast by Stanley Forage. We'd love for you to share our podcast with your favorite people and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite listening platform. Until next time, keep your cinch tight and don't forget to turn off the water.